What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This week, we're taking one of my most frequently asked questions and answering it in an entire episode. Because I share my love for scripture study frequently on social media, I also get a lot of questions about how I study the scriptures. And when I asked recently what you guys want to see or hear more from me, one of the top requests that came in over and over was for me to explain how I do my daily scripture study, what it looks like, where I fit it in, and how to get more out of a daily scripture study. During this episode, you'll hear Neil and me reference the Book of Mormon frequently, which is another testament of Jesus Christ written by people in the American continent during the same time as the Bible by people who were followers of Jesus Christ. Although we talk about the Book of Mormon frequently, we also strongly believe in the Bible to also be the Word of God and have specifically studied the New Testament all year long. I hope that no matter what faith you belong to, whether you're Jewish or Christian or Islamic or a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, like me or not, that you'll hear what Neil and I share in this episode and apply it to your own scripture study and your own version of strengthening your personal spirituality. All right, today's topic comes from you guys. It was one of the most requested topics for me to talk about on a recent Instagram poll where I said, what do you guys want from me? What content are you looking for? And a bunch of people said, I want to know how you study the scriptures every day. And, you know, some people specifically asked, I want to know how you study the Book of Mormon. So we're going to get into a little bit of the backstory of how I became a scripture lover. (laughs) I actually really, really struggled with reading the scriptures Uh, for a good 28 years of my life and how that all changed. And I've got Neil here with me today, too. Hello. hello. Yep. And Neil's going to chime in and give some of his experiences, too, and his uh, wisdom and what works for him. So, Yes. So I think I'll just start with kind of my background. So I grew up a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and believed in the Bible, believed in the Book of Mormon. My parents took me to church every week. And I loved it. I loved being part of the church. I loved doing seminary in high school, which is not maybe the seminary that people might think of right away. (laughs) It's not to become like a priest or a nun. It's uh, that's our, what would you call it? Like religious study class? It's like a religious class that you, in growing up in Utah, they have it as a part of your school, like your school classes. It's kind of offsite. It's just, you know, you cross the street, you go to a kind of a church-ish building that's part of the the school campus somewhat. And then you can um, have like a religious class where you study, you know, different concepts or or, uh, parts of the, the Bible or Book of Mormon or whatnot. Right. So I loved those classes and I felt like I was a good student, but I didn't love sitting down and just reading my scriptures. I felt like that was really difficult for me. I don't know. It just was, it it was one of those things where I used to say, you know, I love the gospel. I know that Jesus Christ is my savior, but scriptures just aren't my thing. I used to say that a lot growing up. And, and so. Do you, is there like a specific, I'm, I'm the reason I'm asking this, I think it's, there's probably somebody out there that shares the same, like, you know, maybe doesn't relate in the same way initially. Like, was Mm -hmm. there a certain reason? Was it kind of like the way that it was worded or the storyline or like? Yeah, gosh, I think it's it's because scriptures are so deep and so they're so packed with 
really they're fruitful. I don't know what the right word is. So it's not just fluffy, easy reading. And I totally had, in my opinion, the wrong approach. And my approach in high school was scriptures are like textbooks. They're just like my chemistry book or my history book. Like I pick it up and I read it like a textbook and it's got a lot of useful information in it, but I never looked at it like a record of people who were just like me. And so if we fast forward and skip a lot of life and ahead and Neil and I got married and when we got married, you know, I think the thing that we were 100% the most on the same page with was our testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That was super important to us. So, but I still wasn't really into reading my scriptures. I mean, I would read verses here and there and feel the spirit, what we call the spirit, you know, I'd feel the Holy Ghost and I really believed, but I, but it just kind of felt like to me a weakness and I wasn't really that worried about it. I was like, it's okay. You know, I'm making up for it in other ways. And, um, when let's see, so Annabelle was probably like eight months old or something. Yeah. And our spiritual leader called us into his office, the bishop, and he said, Hey, we've got this youth conference coming up this summer. So like a youth camp for all the teenagers And we need you guys to be basically like adult leaders there. And I just looked at him and said, I have a nursing baby. Like I'm nursing every four hours right now. And I would have to bring a pump. And this was like tent sleeping out in the middle of. Corinne loves camping too. uh, mm. So I was like, (laughs) I kind of looked at him like, are you serious? And he just looked at me and said, you know, I really feel like the Lord wants you to do this. And I kind of gave the side eye to Neil. And, and we, yeah, him too. <laughs> we had made an agreement though before we got married that we would accept any calling from our church leader. So I said, okay, I'll do it. But I totally was not having the best attitude about it. I'll just say that. But this youth conference was centered on the Book of Mormon. And these youth, like these kids from what were their ages, like 14 to 18? Yeah, I think maybe even a little younger, like 12 to 18, 13, somewhere around there. But basically you're teenage kids. Yeah, all these teenagers had been challenged to read the Book of Mormon before they went to this conference. And we even had like an all-night reading marathon and the kids stayed up all night and read as much as they could. And I was like, oh yeah, this is so great. And Ironically, every year at Christmas time, this is another important piece of the story. Every year at Christmas time, my mom, well, growing up, she did the little manger thing where you would put a piece of straw in the manger every time you did something nice for someone else. And we did that for years and years. And, you know, we'd write down on a little piece of paper what that thing was that we did for someone. And then we would try to make a bed of hay for Jesus to sleep in. And that was our way of trying to bring Christ into the Christmas spirit. So, when we got a little bit older, though, and everyone moved out and she didn't have like young kids in the house anymore, she changed it and said, hey, let's have everyone write a letter each year to Jesus and say, this is my gift to you this year. And I've had some pretty powerful experiences with that. But that particular year, I wrote down, I, I want to gain my own testimony of the Book of Mormon and, and read it for the first time for real. And this was, I was 28 years old, but that was my 
gift to the Savior that year. So anyway, we get into, we're getting ready to go to this conference and the kids are reading the Book of Mormon to prepare for the conference and they're supposed to read it cover to cover by the time they get to the conference. And the bishop had challenged everyone to do that. And I said, oh yeah, I'm going to do it too. And then life got busy. That's kind of about the same time I started the blog and Annabelle was a baby and I just didn't get around to it. So we got there and I just remember feeling the spirit so strongly the whole time we were there. I just felt it as we watched these kids. So they would depict different parts of the Book of Mormon, like the stories in the Book of Mormon. And it was so powerful to me to watch these stories come alive with kids that I knew personally and just watch them with all their hearts play out these stories. And it just became super meaningful to me. And then at the very end, they had what's called a testimony meeting. And they had these, they gave the kids opportunities to stand up and bear their testimonies of the scriptures. And as I listened to these teenagers bear powerful, powerful testimonies about the scriptures, I just walked away and thought, what am I doing? <laughs> How can I live with myself knowing that I'm 28 years old? I've had this gospel in my life, all my life. I've believed in it. I know it's true for me, but I haven't taken the time to really study the Book of Mormon. So I went home and I opened it up and I said, okay, I, you know, I said a prayer and I was like, Heavenly Father, I want to love to read the scriptures. Please help me. And something magical happened where I went from this person who said scriptures aren't my thing. I can't focus on them. It's too hard for me to understand to just devouring the scriptures. And I think that the thing that really changed everything for me was looking at the scriptures like a record of stories of real people. Instead of reading it like a textbook, I read it like a story. And I just really became so immersed in each of the characters and what they were going through and what their struggles were and how those related to my struggles. And, and I started to feel the power of the Book of Mormon in my life every day. I started to feel the power of reading God's word every day and having that spiritual strength in my life. And once I caught that fire of what that feels like, I didn't want to let it go. I didn't want to go a single day. And I, I think I've, I could count on one hand the amount of times that I've missed reading the Book of Mormon in the last seven years because that's how much it just changed my life. So, Growing up being raised a member of the church, obviously that was something that was stressed all the time. And it wasn't admittedly something that I did a whole lot until I was getting ready. I was going to go on a service mission um, or for the, for the church. And in getting ready for that, I started reading the Book of Mormon. And I remember was, for the first time was really just fascinated and interested and like felt like felt that that same spirit or felt kind of God speaking to me, I guess you could say, like a peaceful, confident feeling like, wow, this is this actually happened. This is actually totally true. It's not just a story. And that was powerful. And then on my mission, the Book of Mormon became, it was just like every morning we'd read it for a half hour and I would really study and delve into it. And then I really got into it and it, and I relied on it. I, I found what it, what it was just uncanny to me, how I would read something in the morning 
before we went out to talk to people about, you know, about Christ and, and about the gospel. And I would read something and then it would just answer a question that I'd had, or it would apply to a certain situation we would run into later that day. And it just kept happening every morning. So I started really looking forward to that time in the morning. And it was like, this is just incredible. Um, that still happens to me, by the way, all the time. Yeah. And that's the, that's the beauty of it. It, it really, magic, yeah. whatever your, whatever state and it, and the way that it reads and what, you know, what comes to me as I'm reading it changes as my life changes and it, and it applies to the different situations. But after I got back from my, my mission, my two-year mission, I, I, um, I was in Canada, um, Toronto, and then, and then I came back and it's just hard. Life gets busy and the schedule doesn't, isn't like jiving the same way and you're not as rigid with it. You, you know, so well, I got also, out of Also when you were a habit. missionary, like that was your, that was your, like your full-time job. That's is... 100% of the time. That's all you're doing right. is like being in the scriptures or talking gospel with people. So, you know, getting back to being like a quote unquote civilian and being just a regular guy, like, you, you know, it's easy to get lazy with it. And I still had that love for the Book of Mormon and still was going to church and all that. But I just, it wasn't something that was every day like a staple to me. So, well, let's also clarify lazy. You came home and started working full time how many days after you were home? Uh, I was like two days. I yeah. came home on a Friday and I started work on a Monday, which is exactly. like a total really cool blessing and a, an amazing thing. But so you did that and you were going to school. Yeah, there's a lot going on. You You're were trying really to busy. It's not like you were just being stuff. lazy. Well, so. I think like I look at it as like spiritually. I was sure. being sloppy. But but I still would try and read. And and I think, you know, we went on the same youth conference and I had the same powerful experience that Corinne did. Um, and so I think I, I got back into it. Um, at Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Not as, as devout as I'd once been. Um, but, but I think once, you know, that kind of got things rolling for me, but then once we got into, um, especially like addiction recovery stuff and, and learning about doing daily activities that will help you to abstain from an addiction or to focus on like positive lifestyle, um, things that are going to help you each day that like became a staple to me and is like, and, and today is, is like the number one most important um, I call them dailies or activities that I do daily to, in order to stay sober. Um, that's the number one daily that I do is reading the Book of Mormon. Yeah. It's like prayer. our, it's like our water and air. Yeah. We have to have it. I, ha I have to do it. That's how I feel and I, too. And I want to. Yeah. And we started something really powerful too around that time in our marriage. We started reading the Book of Mormon together every day, which was really cool. So uh, that was cool. Like yeah. I, I had a, a bishop that I had talked to about that and he, you know, he had suggested it. He's like, hey, you know, it sounded so simple. And if, you know, if you remember the church, like you hear it all the time, you're like, oh, almost so much that it kind of is just doesn't really have a meaning. Sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, I read the scriptures, go to church, say your prayers. Like, OK, I got it. Like the basics. But he kind of he emphasizes again. He's like, hey, look, you, you know, you really you guys should, should read the Book of Mormon together. 
um, you know, why don't, why don't you, you know, give, it's like, okay, well, at this point, you know, I was, I was having some struggles in my addiction and our so struggling our too. marriage was, and yeah. when we were in a, you know, not connected great spot. And so, you know, and, and I think there was that, honestly, that underlying fear of like, we're going to read this stuff and it's going to be like, see, like, see what you're doing wrong. Like, you know, like we're, it's going to be a, a spot of contention, but really the opposite happened. Like as we read mm-hmm. together, like there's a feeling or, you know, we call it the spirit. Like you feel that in your relationship and suddenly things just kind of, I, what I noticed, I think the most is that the contention level, like decreased like the kind of like the intensity or the 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 amount of of contention between us just really really started turning down once we started doing that yeah I would agree and I think that it changed the tone of everything it changed the strength of our relationship and just the way a lot of times too like you said earlier when you read the scriptures oftentimes things that you're facing right in that moment of your life will pop up. And a lot of times we could find that common ground through what we were studying. And that was really cool to see as well. So, you know, one thing that somebody asked me recently was how do you balance studying the Book of Mormon and also studying Come Follow Me, which is our church's current Bible study that's going on. We're studying the New Testament this year. So, I wanted to bring that up and bring up some wise counsel that we got from a bishop once. Uh, this was in our last ward, like last neighborhood, last congregation or whatever. And it was a bishop who met with us and he asked us, what are you guys doing together? What does your relationship look like? What does your scripture study look like? What does your prayer look like? What Basically, what's your spirituality like? And we explained to him like, oh, we read the Book of Mormon twice a day. We read it together in the evening and we read it separately in the morning. And he said, that's great. If you have to choose between the two, I want you to focus on your personal study. And I thought that was really wise, inspired counsel. And I think we've taken that to heart. And that's been so key, at least for me. I'll let you speak for yourself. But for me, I feel like you know, having that personal religious observance is so important because being in tune with just being able to listen to God and invite the spirit into your life every morning and being spiritually in tune is so, so important. And a lot of times for me, at the end of the day, you know, we're tired, we've been through so much and it's harder to focus. So I guess that too leads me into, and then I'll let you chime in. But I think the most common question I get on social media when I'll post things that I've read that have inspired me or whatever, people will say, how do you have time to do this? Like you have little kids, you have a business. How are you squeezing this in? And my response to that is a couple of things. First of all, I know this might be a less than popular answer, or maybe not everyone will agree with this, but I read my scriptures on my phone. And primarily because I never have an excuse of, oh, I was traveling or, oh, I couldn't find them or, oh, I just, you know, they weren't right next to me. My phone, for better or worse, is always next to me. So I read them on my phone. I keep track of them. I have all my notes in there. I have all my highlights in there. Um, If you don't have the scriptures on your phone, you can get them on your phone. It's a free app through our church. If you'd like to download even just the Bible, you can go to the app store and search for um, Gospel Library. 
And then you can download the Book of Mormon, the Bible, uh, the Old Testament, the New Testament, and all kinds of newer scripture as well that we believe in, like talks from leaders from today. But anyway, so I read my scriptures on my phone and I have to do it first thing in the morning. If I start doing other things, my day just gets away from me and it's just not the same. I feel a difference anytime I let my day get away from me without reading the Book of Mormon. So that's that's how I do it. And then Neil and I have tried to, we're not perfect at it, but we've tried to study the New Testament in the evening together. But I would say of the two, both of us highly prioritize that personal um, spiritual time in the morning to study the scripture. So what do you have to say about that? Or what are your thoughts or opinions? I think, well, basically similar, really. I mean, the Book of Mormon for for me, there's just so, there's so much power in it. And I think it's uh, like, it can be overlooked very easily. I think you just, it's one of those things that it's like, you go out on a boat and it's like, here's your life vest, everybody. And they're like, oh yeah, of course. Like we're on, I'll put, put my life vest on or whatever. You, it's almost like an automatic that you just hear it. But the, like the emphasis of it and how important it is, like it lines everything else up in my day for me. So like I, you know, I get up and that's, that's one of the things that I try and do first. I'm not always perfect at it, but I think when a, a friend of mine, you know, that I, that I talked to in, you know, as part of the recovery program, you know, he said to me, he's like, even if you miss the early morning or you, or you forget to do it in the morning or whatever, whenever you remember, like you can still get it in that day. Yeah. So like if, if for some reason I don't get it in first thing in the morning, if I think about it, kind of what I've trained myself to do is like, Hey, right then and there, like I have accountability, I can do it. Um, but really that and and what it is is there's just a certain feeling um or you know I call it I guess the spirit like as i read that it really just conveys like what's true and what's important and it kind of just clears out all like the noise in my head and quiets me down and and helps me to focus on what's actual what actually matters and what doesn't and then i can prioritize and and kind of balance out the rest of my day by putting myself in like a good spiritual state. And a lot of times, you know, I'm reading something that's like really, really involved or, or there's something that's very like technical as far as the reading goes. And maybe like, it's harder to understand, but I find it for myself, even just reading the way that it sounds or, or just the, the spirit of it, even that just gives me like a, you know, it helps me to have that feeling or that spirit in order to understand things. So it's, or set up my day or put me in the right space. So, um, you know, a lot of it, I think it, it just depends on what I'm reading, but you know, it really is just about taking the action. Totally. Well, let's, let's go back to something you said just a second ago about reading things that are hard to understand, because that was one of my hangups with getting into the scriptures initially, you know, before I really became immersed in them. So when I look at those kind of difficult parts to understand in the Book of Mormon, there are chapters that are just like the Bible, where it's a lot of Isaiah writings, and they're difficult to understand for sure. I've found that as I'm reading those, even if I don't understand everything, I feel the spirit, like I can feel 
yeah. so much power as I'm reading those words. And I just think there's something to reading really well-written literature that that sharpens your mind. It gives you clarity. And this is something I wanted to read out of a book that Neil and I both love called Essentialism by Greg McEwen. He talks about in his book, Space to Read. So he just talks about the importance of reading and of keeping your mind sharp. And he says, uh, one practice I found useful is to simply read something from classic literature, not a blog or the newspaper or the latest beach novel for the first 20 minutes of the day. Not only does this squash my previous tendency to check my email as soon as I wake up, it centers my day. It broadens my perspective and reminds me of themes and ideas that are essential enough to have withstood the test of time. So he lists some things that, you know, that you could read. He talks about the Holy Bible, which obviously most Christians believe in, the Torah, which is the first five books in the Old Testament, and that's what uh, people of the Jewish faith believe in. Um, he also references the Quran from uh, the Muslim faith and other other books like As a Man Thinketh, which I know is one of my dad's favorite books. I think you've read that too, right, Neil? Yeah. As a Man Thinketh. Yep. And then uh, he's got the Meditations of Marcus Aurelius. Lots and lots of different ideas in here. So I hope that if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I don't read the Book of Mormon or that's not what I believe in. There's so many different ways to take this same concept and apply it to whatever your faith is, to whatever you believe in and increase your spirituality, increase your connection with God. Or I guess even if you don't believe in God, increase your your connection with your higher power, whatever that is. Oh, it just reminded me as you're talking, there's um and there's a quote. This is actually from one of the leaders of our church. His name is Marion G. Romney. Um, but I, I found this and I'm like, man, this really makes sense to me kind of about that focusing on the spirit or the spiritual side or developing that. Um, and he said, if we would avoid adopting the evils of the world, we must pursue a course, which will daily feed our minds with and call them back to the things of the spirit. I know of no better way to do this than by daily reading of the book of Mormon. So it's kind of that concept of, I think there's so much focus on just day-to-day physical world stuff of like, I got to pick up, you know, the dry cleaning. I got to run the kids to school. I got to do this and that. I got to answer these emails. I got to, whatever it is that that becomes the focus in like the spiritual things of life of really like the deeper meanings of, you know, what does all this mean? Why, why am I doing all this? How are my relationships with myself, with my family, with God? Um, am I serving other people? you know, what's my relationship with, um, Jesus Christ, like all this stuff that can kind of be put like back in the subconscious somewhere. And we're, as we're just focusing on the day to day. So having something, and I think that in doing that, you lose sight and you can lose vision and you can get caught. And and a lot of times it'll put you down a path that you don't want to be going down. So I think for me, the more, you know, that I can put that into my day of of focusing on the spiritual and letting that dictate the physical instead of the opposite is, is vital. That's totally key. And I think, you know, this quote, that's basically what he says is, Hey, this is, you know, we need to focus on the spiritual and reading the book of Mormon is going to be able to put us into that mindset to be able to do it. Um, and so that makes a lot of sense to me. And that's something that I rely on daily. And it's, it's something that, you know, 
there's a temptation to to want to jump to the day and be like, oh, I got all this going on and I got that and I got to get, you know, get back to these people. But I have to stop and prioritize that and recognize if I do this one thing and I sort this, sort this out and I read my scriptures and I just quiet myself, I, I read my scriptures and I pray, all of the other things in my day will line up. They work out. And yeah. they will work out and they will work out perfectly um, as long as I do that. And so that's that's why it's just it's such a priority. Yeah, it really is. And I want to talk about something too that I think I didn't understand until I was an adult and probably until I worked the 12 steps in ARP and that's the enabling power of the atonement of Jesus Christ. And I think a lot of times when we at least for me as I went to Sunday school and I went to church, I would learn about the atonement of Jesus Christ and in my mind it was like this act that happened And it made it so that if we mess up, Jesus Christ will take care of our sins, right? Like that's in my mind what that was all about. And what I've come to learn is that the atonement of Jesus Christ is so much more than that, that he, that that act that he performed enables us to be so much more than what we're capable of on our own because of him. And I feel like as I read the scriptures and as I try to do that personal religious observance. We had a stake president who's just amazing, President Taylor, and he loved the acronym PRO, Pray, Read, Obey, and it also kind of stood for personal religious observance. But he just talked about like those basics of pray, read, and obey. If you'll do those things, then you're inviting the Spirit into your life to be able to mold and shape your thoughts and your actions and that as you do those things too, you're inviting the power of the enabling power of the atonement of Jesus Christ into your life to allow you to be the very best version of yourself. And I love that thought. I love that Jesus Christ's atonement isn't just to take care of like things you do wrong, but it's to help you be so much more than you could be on your own. And for me, tapping into that, like number one is to read the scriptures every day and to tap into that and you know, another thing that I I wanted to bring up, I remember hearing when I was in high school, I would hear church leaders say like, oh, the scriptures will give you all the answers. The scriptures will tell you everything that you need. And I remember hearing that at about the same time that my first boyfriend dumped me. And I was so devastated. You know, that was like my whole world at that moment was who's going to take me to homecoming this year. And my boyfriend dumped me and he was my first love. And I was just so devastated and the whole world was falling apart. And I thought the scriptures are not going to tell me what to do. But here's what I've come to learn is the scriptures actually can tell you everything. And and this is how it works for me. It's kind of twofold, which my dad loves to say that word. But number one, when you are reading the scriptures every day, you're inviting the spirit to be in your life so that you can have thoughts come into your mind. You can be on the right path where certain people will be there to tell you the things you need to hear, or maybe you'll be able to make better decisions so that you can find the answers you need. So that's number one, is inviting the Spirit in your life. And number two, when I'm reading the scriptures every day, I'm finding those answers as I read them. And they may not say, here's how to deal with your boyfriend dumping you, but it might be a scripture about hope or peace, or the comforter of the Spirit. And those answers will translate to exactly what I need in that moment. And it's just unbelievable how 
like you said in the very beginning of this episode, Neil, that the scriptures line up with exactly whatever's going on in my life. It's just, it astounds me time and time again how the exact answers I need are in there. If you'll just crack it open. And I know you've talked about how there's power in even just opening the scriptures, right? Yeah. No, I've, I remember having a, like a leader, one of my young men's, when I was like in like a teenage kid in the church, uh, one of my leaders is like, hey, even just opening, opening them up and reading something like a word or a verse. And just the, the, the idea is like you had the intention to turn to God or, you know, turn to Je- turn to Jesus Christ. The thought was there. And just by thinking about him or having that intention, like the spirit will, will touch your heart or will, will come into your, your mind and, and, you know, can slowly work with you. So here's a question that I get a lot. And I'll let you answer it first, and then I'll give my answer. But a lot of people will ask me, how long do you read? Do you read a chapter? Do you read a certain amount of time? Like, what is your goal each day? So you go first. Mine is I'll usually read a chapter or two, depending on the length. I find that if I do read a little bit longer, it, it just there was something that um, one of the leaders of our church, his name's uh, Henry, Henry B. Eyring, he did this kind of interview kind of face to face with another um, leader. And he, he said something interesting. He's like, you know, you really, you have to read long enough to where you can feel it kind of sink into your heart, like where you start to feel it. Um, and that made a lot of sense to me. Cause I think there were times where I would just mechanically open my scriptures and read a, a, a chapter and it didn't quite sink in all the way, or I didn't like zone in. It took a, a minute for my mind to quiet down and focus in and, and feel kind of feel the spirit of it. So I find for me, if I can really focus in and really try and read with real intent, a full chapter and think about what the themes are. And and a lot of times I'll hit um, a lot of the references and read other scriptures in combination. So it's probably, you know, it takes a little, a little bit longer to read a chapter because I'm, I'm referencing it, but that's really where I feel it sink in. Um, so it's, it's typically about a chapter or two with references. Sorry. Was that a long answer? <laughs> no, I'm laughing because you totally stole my answer. Oh, so I'm sorry. it's okay. That's what happens when you've been married for however long we have your been. clothing matches, your outfits. Match, oh my gosh. You yeah. Don't even get me started. Yeah. But <laughs> Neil and I watched that face to face. We'll try to put that link in the show notes, but we watched that and we both found so many answers to questions listening to our church leaders um, give this kind of just casual talk. That was so cool. Just like a banter back and forth. Yeah, just kind of like this, just answering questions. Um, Obviously, they're about 10 million times more spiritually. Yeah, I'm not an apostle of Jesus Christ. No. That makes a difference. (laughs) (laughs) Makes a big difference. But, you know, just listening to them kind of off the cuff talk about things and answer questions for the youth, that was so cool. And my answer would have been exactly the same and it has been when other people have asked me, do you read for a certain amount of time? Do you read a certain amount of chapters? And my answer is I read it till I feel it. And that was from that face-to-face interview yeah. where President Iring and Elder Holland talked about, you know, what is the appropriate length of time to read? And, and they both agreed that the answer is you read it till you feel it. And so that's what I do now too. And there are times in the scriptures where, I'm reading through and I'm I'm devouring the story and I'm just like, I can't stop reading because I want to know what happens next. 
And even though I've read these stories over and over, they're like old friends. Like I get to certain parts and I'm, I feel like, oh my gosh, yes. Like I love this part when this happens. I love when Abish comes into the story and she's the one believer who doesn't collapse because she's, her faith is so strong. And I love it when Enos, you know, goes out into the wilderness and there just are so many people who I feel such a strong connection to. And I love reading their stories. And there are parts where I kind of try to get through it quickly. And then there are uh, like the Isaiah chapters, I kind of get there and I'm like, okay, let's power through these, to be honest. But then there are parts like Third Nephi, where we believe that Christ visited the Americas. And I just savor those chapters. I will read them slowly. A lot of times I'll read them over and over because they just mean so much to me. They're just so rich with meaningful passages and his teachings. And, you know, one thing that also really, really was a game changer for me was something that our prophet, President Nelson, challenged us to do. And he challenged us to go through the Book of Mormon and mark every time that the Savior was mentioned. And I I was astounded by how many times the Book of Mormon talks about or teaches of Jesus Christ. And it really is another testament of Jesus Christ. So But I think that's why it's important why the Book of Mormon is so important and why we believe in the Book of Mormon is because it's another witness or another testament of Jesus Christ. So it's kind of a, the, the Book of Mormon is based on the American continent and then the Bible was based in Jerusalem. So it's, I mean, all scripture is, is just the writings. You got a prophet, someone who God speaks to, and then they're commanded to tell the people what God, you know, his commandments, and then they just write down what they're hearing or what revelations they receive. So that's all really the the Bible is and the Book of Mormon. So the Book of Mormon's in the Americas, um, and it testifies the same things about having faith in Christ and repentance and all of these different things. So it's two different continents testifying the same thing about Jesus Christ. So it's, it's a second, you know, a second witness, um, of Christ. And that's why it's so important. And I think the important thing for me, this is kind of a personal note is you can read this and, and you hear, it kind of becomes like, like a story and you're like told Bible stories and, as a kid and Book of Mormon stories and which, which that's, you know, that's, that's good. And that's great. But I think the power, when I really feel the the power of the Book of Mormon or scripture is when I realize that uh, what I'm actually reading and what I'm reading is a record that an actual prophet, you know, wrote down hundreds or even thousands of years ago, like, I'm reading what they wrote. I'm reading basically their journal. I mean, imagine mm-hmm. digging up like, you know, Columbus's journal or something like that. How just insane that would be and how interesting and captivating that would be. I mean, that's exactly what it is. So I think there's there's so much power when I'm like, these were actual people and this actually happened yes, for that, real. That was the game changer for me too, was reading reading the Book of Mormon knowing that they were real people, knowing that they were these were their real experiences and just getting to know them like friends. And then looking at it and in, in relating it to today, it's like, okay, these guys, they're, they experience maybe in different ways a lot of the things that we're experiencing now with, you know, pride and different things mm-hmm. that, you, you know, you get riches and 
they get a little, a little full of themselves and then something bad happens and they're humble and they turn to God. I'm like, man, that happens to me all the time. That yeah. happens to us all the time. And so learning from those correlations that always blows my mind. I'm like, wow, I can't believe like that happened. And it's no different than today. Well, Same things happening. Yeah. And also just thinking about the fact that these guys spent so much time, you know, chiseling these writings into plates and, and they, it wasn't for their benefit. It wasn't for their children's benefit. It wasn't something that they read in that generation. It wasn't until hundreds, thousands of years later that these writings came about and are blessing our lives now. So that's another really cool thing for me to think about is that these people believed in God so strongly and wanted to do his will that they were willing to take the time to hammer out, literally hammer out these ancient writings so that we could have them for our benefit, so we could come closer to Christ. It's pretty amazing. So just in conclusion, do you want to share your testimony, your love of the scriptures and what it's, what they've done for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the simplicity of it, and that's what blows my mind. I'm just right now in my scripture study, I'm in um, in the Book of Mormon, in Third Nephi, which is a prophet Nephi, he, you know, his record, and it's the part of the Book of Mormon where Jesus Christ actually visits the Americas, and he gives a sermon that's similar to the Sermon on the Mount from the Bible. He he basically says the same thing thing to the people in America that he said to the people in Jerusalem, um, teaching them about you know different commandments or. Um, you know, loving your neighbors, yourself, and and all these different things. But really, the simplicity of it, like if you look at the gospel of Jesus Christ, I mean, it's just it's faith, repentance, baptism, and you feel the Holy Ghost, and then you just you do it do it over again, and you endure. And that's really when he shows up in in thirty five, you know, chapter eleven. That's what he talks about, and that's what I find so powerful to me is like you can get so deep into the scriptures. There's so many different angles and and meanings and they can all apply at different times. Like, but it's so simple to, to really do is like, all I got to do is just be humble and turn to God and ask for his help. And if I do it with real intent, I'll get the help that I need. And if I'm willing to repent and take the actions or change, then I'll feel his spirit. And I can commit to that through baptism or, you know, we take the sacrament each week. Like it's, it's very simple, but, but it's so powerful. And, and it's all because of Jesus Christ. Corinne's trying not to cry right now. I'm trying not to cry. I, um, I wish I could go back to those earlier years of life when I struggled through really hard times. Um, and every, every phase of life feels like the hardest thing you've ever been through, right? And so I think back to high school. I wish I could go back and just shake myself and say, read the Book of Mormon. Read your scriptures. They will tell you everything you need. They will get you closer to God. They will give you all the guidance that you need. If you'll just open them and read them and let these people be your friends, let them show you all the mistakes they've made and all of the the wisdom that they've gained. And it's hard to put into words how much I love the scriptures and I love the Book of Mormon and how much it's changed my life. It truly it has changed my life. And once I took a piece of what that power can be like as I read it every day, I never wanted to go a day without it. It's just so powerful to be 
in line with your Savior and to know that you're reading his word and that you can can hear God speaking to you because you're opening that door. So that's really, that's my testimony. I wanted to read just a little bit of what I read yesterday um, in Ether 1241. And it just says, I, every time I read this, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is it. He says, and now I would commend you to seek this Jesus of whom the prophets and apostles have written. And there's something about that phrase, seek this Jesus. That's, that's what I'm trying to do when I read the scriptures is to just, you know, seek the savior in my life and have him as my, as my best friend. And I feel like, you know, I used to hear people say like, oh, Jesus Christ is my best friend. And I would kind of roll my eyes and, and, or, you know, internally and think you don't even know Jesus Christ. And I feel like as I have committed myself to read the scriptures every day and to know him that way, he is, he is my best friend. And he's the one person who will never let me down because he knows exactly what I'm going through. And by reading his words every day, I do, I know him. And I feel like, I hope if I were to see him, I would recognize him because I've taken the time to, to know him through his, his word and that you know, I hope my children will feel that in our home and growing up here and being taught, you know, the the teachings of Jesus Christ. And so um, my challenge to you is that if you're listening to this and you feel like you would like to increase your spirituality, to open your scriptures, whatever those are, whatever you believe in, open up your scriptures, get closer to God. I feel like he's just waiting to bless you. He's just waiting to pour blessings upon you if you will just take the time to read his word and to get close to him that so many blessings are in store for you. And if you feel like I'm not a scriptorian, that's not my thing. I'm not good at it. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't come easily for me. I have such a strong testimony that if you ask God to help you have a love for the scriptures, that he will help you and that it can become a strength. A weakness can become a strength if you'll just let him help you with that. So thanks, you guys, for listening today. I hope you got a little bit out of this. And um, thanks, Neil, for backing me up, stealing some of my answers. Sorry. (laughs) What came into my mind? No, just um, I appreciate, you know, appreciate you and your strength that you bring to me, too. Neil knows the scriptures and loves them so much, and that's such a strength in our marriage. So anyway, thanks, you guys. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoyed listening to this episode today on studying scriptures. If you would like a free copy of the Bible or the Book of Mormon, you can go to comeuntochrist.org and scroll down to the bottom and you can click either receive a free copy of the Book of Mormon or a copy of the Bible. Again, that's comeuntochrist.org. We'll also include the link in this episode's show notes. Thanks so much for listening to Mint Arrow Messages. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Mint Arrow. Subscribe to our Apple podcasts and rate and review us if you like us. And to get show notes, go to mintarrow.com slash podcast. And you can even sign up to get show notes emailed right to your inbox. And we'll email you every time there's a new episode.